Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Dane Maxwell. Dane, are you ready to do this? Yes, sir. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Dane is the best-selling author of Start From Zero. He is the CEO of The Foundation, and he is an entrepreneur. I'm excited to have you on. Dane, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. I think it'd be really cool if people were introduced with like their worst attributes, you know? <laughs> well, then let's do that. <laughs> uh, wildly insecure, depending on the day. Um, you know, uh, get scared when people get too close to my heart. You know, if I can't sense if it's safe. Um, have a tremendous enthusiasm for cr- creating and letting nothing stop me from creating and um i just i'm i'm i I started going to the positive there (laughs) (laughs) but i I, you know i started out with uh i got scammed pretty hard and i had like a 100 bucks or so to my name i was in my parents basement and yeah dude i um starting a business was so scary for me that i would just play gears of war on xbox throughout the day in between doing sales calls for as long as i could until my body would grate against my soul long enough that I had to give up for a while. And well, that was on a daily basis. <laughs> but I had a little spreadsheet with a bunch of real estate brokers. And I was just cold calling them and talking to them. And I had them color coded on a list. And I was selling them uh, intranet type product, like a back end WordPress calendar uh, files, message board for agents. And it was just free tools that I just, plug and played that made and it made it useful for a real estate broker to pay for it. And um, I had brokers that wouldn't want to buy the product, but they wanted to buy because of how amazing my follow up was with them. It was really cool. They're like, man, I don't even really like your product, but I want to buy something from you. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, I had that breakthrough moment when a broker finally just told me what he wanted to buy. And when he said that, my life changed. And within 12 months, I had a a pretty passive six-figure income when I realized that I could just ask people what they wanted to buy. It was pretty – it's actually that simple. It's it's, it's so disarming. It's so disarming. It's really disarming because, you know, you're just like trying to sell them this product. And then they're like, you know what I want to buy, man? You know what I think about all the time? You know what I'd be happy to give you money for? What's that? I need help with recruiting real estate agents. Mm. That's what I need. I want to recruit real estate agents. I'm like, well, so you think about it all the time? He's like, Dane, it's all I think about. And I was like, well, what would you want, what would you want for the product? He's like, well, I've got all these um, company DVDs. This is like 2005, 2006. I've got these company DVDs. I've got these brochures, these postcards and pamphlets. I'd love to have this on a website so I don't have to spend all this money sending these DVDs out. 
And I was like, well, yeah, what would you pay for something? Would you pay 50 bucks a month for that? And they're like, no, I'd pay a hundred. You should pay, you should charge a <laughs> hundred. And um, I was like, why, why so much? And he's like, well, I value agents so much and I spend this much on DVDs. This would be a really worthwhile experience for me. Um, so that's what I did. And that guy actually never ended up buying the product. He gave me the idea though. And I found hundreds of other people to pay for it. Nice. That's what I did. I just asked people what they want to buy. You should give it a shot. Anybody listening, just to start asking folks like, what, what would you want to buy right now? What are you looking to buy right now? But it's, it's, it, it's, um, it becomes a little more nuanced than that. Um, but it, it, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Like I would try and call and sell things and I'd be like, they'd be like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, no, I don't like that. And then eventually be like, well, what do you think would sell or what would you want to buy? I'm like, oh, Oh my God, thanks for asking. Let me tell you exactly what I'd like to buy. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. Like I was trying to sell uh, an idea for a real estate broker. It was, I was actually talking to my uncle on this one and he really helped me get started. Um, but he also really helped me grow up quick when he wouldn't give me any free handouts. He gave me one customer and then I had to earn the rest. Um, and that really helped. But I just, uh, I was trying to sell him an idea once. It was like, uh, like a, a real estate listings, like, you know, Trulia and Zillow and these sites. Sure. So they, they syndicate listings from the multiple listing services. And, and I, I think I was trying to sell some sort of listing syndication for a real estate agent, um, where, you know, an agent could enter their property and it would go to all the sites automatically. And this is before that was a more common feature, but the, the broker was like, you know, you know, my uncle's like, it's like, well, dude, what, what, what do you want to buy? He's like, Oh, yeah, right. Thank you for asking. Let me tell you, my, my, my agents, they, they're just, they need help following up with all their past clients and, and all the emails and the standard follow-up messages that are out there, like the, the, the template ones that either Remax gives or Remax Real Estate gives or any, they're just terrible. And like, I just wish someone would write good follow-up campaigns that my, my agents would pay for that. I'd pay for that for my agents. And such a simple idea. By the way, there's a site called serviceforlife.com. And I bought that product just to see how they, what they were doing. And the guy, I'm pretty sure he's north of 10 million a year. And he's writing a, um, he's writing a pretty much a Word doc and sending them agents a Word doc every month that they can then edit and send to all their clients. So he charges like agents like 60, 70 bucks a month for a Word doc. Nice. And um, if you look at the numbers, it's fascinating. If an agent has, and they don't have the numbers this clear on their site, I think I'd probably do a better job selling the product than they do. Because if you look at the average person moves 13, every 13 years, or something like this on average, I move quite a bit more than that, but on average, every 13 years, like I'm out five or six years, if I'm patient. <laughs> um, but so every 13 years, so if you have 500 people on a list, that you're sending in some great stay in touch information with and you divide 500 divided by 13 it's i've already done the math so i'm not a math wizard or anything but it's 38 transactions you do every year as a realtor just from sending a newsletter or a well-written email to 500 people and staying in touch with them 38 transactions a year and that's all you'd have to do um because you'd be, you'd be first in mind when they think about selling and realtors aren't doing that they're lazy as a as, as a majority most business owners are lazy but they're like they're like stupid lazy. 
there's like there's like smart lazy and stupid lazy <laughs> and like like smart lazy is like it's a lot easier to sell to an existing customer you know stupid lazy is ignoring your past customers long story short asking people what they want to buy is a pretty useful thing to do but i've developed it into like a much more nuanced framework that's still quite simple and that's why that start from zero book became a a quick hit with people um, because it's just real plain dead simple here's how you find an abundance of lucrative ideas in fact i've um, i've started developing and I, I run these three-hour workshops and they're live and they're paid so you come on for a paid workshop it's around 100 bucks right now and um, you come on for three hours and you go into breakout rooms and you actually practice the concepts from the book and so people come on the workshop and at the end of three hours they leave with a business idea in hand that someone has said they want to pay for and it just transforms people like so rapidly it's, it's more transformative than anything i've ever done because we don't teach people anything we're actually having them do it so they get an experiential understanding of what it really means to ask someone what their pain is and what they want to buy. But I had a 14-year-old, 14-year-old girl on one of those, and she was one of our most successful um, experiment ex ex students ever on that workshop because she just followed the directions and had no head trash. You know, um, so and she had a really interesting problem. You know, somebody asked her what her problem was, and she said, "I um." I can't swim at my school, my high school, because I'm homeschooled. That's what that was her present problem. And so when you asked her, like, what would her dream solution be? She said, I will, I change the rules so I could swim at the school if I live in the district. Hmm. And, and you ask her if, she'd, if that'd be worth paying for it. She's like, absolutely. She's only 14. <laughs> you know, and she's like, yes, I'd pay for that. I'd, I'd probably pay a couple hundred bucks a month just to be able to swim on that swim team. I'd get my dad to pay for it. She winks. But then, right in front of you is like a wonderful business just boom right there just a few questions away abundance is crazy real abundance is so crazy real with the right questions so like that's a whole business that could be a whole business model that she could probably start a business around that going to every public school in the country and running some sort of program a paid membership program run it, manage it, maintain it, where homeschool kids that want to play on the sports teams pay a monthly membership fee. And if they meet certain criteria, they can play for the school. And she's got this little niche business that no one's ever heard of that you could never come up with on your own because you wouldn't be smart enough probably to, but you would if you asked the right questions. I thought that was just a, a killer example of what can be done. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And the power of a good question and to your point, the right question is, is, yeah. is, is, is enormous. So when you figure that out, did that put you in a place where you weren't facing crushing anxiety every day? You didn't find yourself in, in the basement playing video games? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I think so. I think it helped a lot, actually, because I didn't have to guess anymore. Hmm. What do you mean? Well, I, th I, th I think the most dangerous word in, in business is guessing. Guessing your product, guessing your price, guessing your marketing, guessing your customer. And so I just, with, with I, like, business is not risky. It's not. 
the context that people use in business makes it extremely risky, but it's not business that's risky. It's the context that you work in that makes it risky. You're just guessing everywhere. Of course, business is risky. You're being an idiot and guessing everywhere. And if you just listen to folks, I had, I had a, I have a podcast and it's an amazing podcast. Um, I, I mentor people live on the spot and they're live coaching calls that you can listen to. And we're just getting ready to launch our third season. And in these episodes, I'm mentoring five people per hour on a show. So five people at once all come on. They mention their big goal, their big problem, and I just rip through them all and get them all what they need real quick. I I love it. This this is such a cool concept. I don't know where the idea came from. It just happened. I think it just happened because I was like, how can I help more people and how can I make this more exciting? Because, you know, like one-on-one is cool, but like what about five, you know? Sure. So one guy one guy comes on and he's like, well, Dane, you know, I've got this v- VR game and this, and I'm just wondering like when, when should I charge people? I'm wondering when people will pay for it. And he's like, well, you have your customer in mind, right? Yeah, you're, you're talking to them, right? Yeah, good. Why don't you just ask them, when would you want to pay for this? He's like, oh my God. You know, hey, so I'm making this game. Do you know at what point when you would you be ready to pay for something like this? At what point would it be valuable enough that you'd want to pay for it? There's no more anxiety. You just there's a different kind. Like it's like you're accelerating the process of if you'll be rejected or not. But it's not you being rejected. And it is it's 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 the it's the, the con it's the context that, that that they don't like or it's the positioning they don't like, but you're not getting rejected and I got. I just want to say also, like the, this, this rampant anxiety or fear that plagues uh, entrepreneurs, and also just pausing, like, like I have an extreme level of confidence with entrepreneurship, not because I have like some affirmation, not because I think I'm the bee's knees or anything like this, because it's not the case. I have wild insecurities and flawed and all this stuff. My confidence in entrepreneurship is so high because I have practiced over and over and over again and felt fear over and over and over again every time that I ask what's your pain what's your most present problem I'm scared every time I ask it every time and every time I have done this I've come out with an idea someone wanted to pay for a hundred percent of the time but I'm still scared every time but but since I've done that so many times I just got this confidence but it it came from facing my fears every time and and doing it so Man, I, I was going to finish a point there, and I wanted to take a detour and come back to the point, but I lost it. Do you remember where I was going? Well, I think I think I think that you've been touching on such a such an important thing where you need to be getting these reps. You 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 need to be going through the exercise of actually Practice. practicing and 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 doing these things. And because we all have fear and anxiety, and whenever yes. there's there's relationship pressure which you're when 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 you're making some kind of an ask the only way to 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 get through that is by doing it yeah it doesn't get easier it 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 it, um just the pain gets over quicker if you Mm. just do it um that's what i found now um what i thank you so i remember um so like entrepreneurship so i've got 15 millionaire students now that i can track i think there's more and all of them did that with a, with a level of ease that is unfamiliar to most because they just listened to people. And 
the heart of entrepreneurship, the heart of it, if you look online unconsciously, what I think is being presented, the heart of entrepreneurship is to be impressive. That's what people are doing. Like, look at my car. Look at me manipulate you based on the 26 cognitive biases. I can flood your brain with dopamine and get you to buy on a high and then you'll regret it later. Like, I know all that stuff. It, it's, it's, it's very manipulative. It's used very manipulatively. And I like purposely try to forget it. And like, if you look at business, what's being emitted is look how impressive I am. Look how impressive my business is. That's what I see when I'm online, especially with ads. But that's couldn't be further from the truth of the real origin of the heart of entrepreneurship. And, and, and the heart of entrepreneurship is to be of epic service to the person that you're serving, to love and care about them, to care about them beyond the product they buy from you, to ask how their family's doing, to ask the thoughts that are in their head on a day-to-day -day basis, to ask what their big life goals are. And then all of a sudden competition just becomes irrelevant because you are so intimate with your customer that you can help them and serve them in so many ways. So when I get people like, what if people don't like my idea? What if people don't like my price? What if people reject, quote, me? What if my business fails? Well, then you weren't being of service. Entrepreneurship's about service. If they don't like your price, then get over your crap. It's, it, you're not being of service to them. If they don't like your product, get over your crap. They, you're not being of service to them. If entrepreneurship's about service, then every fear you have about your product and your price is all just hogwash crap because you're stuck in narcissistic, selfish tendencies when you should get out of your head and out of your own heart and into the life of someone else and serve them on the deepest level. And if you do that, you realize that the greatest way to love somebody is to listen to them and ask them questions about their life and serve them where their pain is the most acute Never mind, we have so many people in entrepreneurship that just push all their own selfish agendas. I'm guilty of it. That's why I retrain myself. Listen, Dane, listen, Dane, listen, Dane. Because we've got, if you want to start a successful business, go where the pain is the most acute. Find a problem that's so acute, and then you just put experts in place to solve that product. You own the business. You do not have to be the mechanism expert. I build software businesses. I have software companies. People are like, oh, you write code. No, I don't write code. I own companies. I hire people to work on them. That's where I find my freedom. The more successful I become, the more free I am because I have ownership-based thinking. So I find a problem. I'm of service. I find somebody who can build that. I give them equity if I can't afford it. I pay them directly if I can. I get products, I get software products built for free in exchange for equity. And then everybody wins. I literally start businesses with zero risk. Business is not risky. It's not. It's not at all. It's not even remotely risky. What's risky about going to someone saying, hey, what's what's your most uh, what's one of your most painful problems? In fact, you know what? I was selling, I've got a new product coming out and I'm super, super excited about it and people seem to really love it and they're like waiting to use it and all this good stuff and I'm selling it to one guy. They're like, you know, I like it. It's kind of cool, but uh, you know, okay, I, I'm interested in trying it out, but can I tell you what I really want to buy? Literally, they said that. I didn't even have to ask. <laughs> can I tell you what I really want to buy? It's like, uh, I was thinking in my heart, I'm like, oh, 
No, I don't want to. <laughs> I I don't want to hear what you want to buy. I want you to buy this thing. And this is like four months ago. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, but I was of course I was like, yeah, go ahead, tell me what you want to buy. I'm thinking in my heart, I was like, I'm done listening to people. I want to build my own thing this time. Right. And um and he's like, listen, man, my Facebook group is a pain in the butt. I can't stand moderating my Facebook group. I got members that join. I got to make sure if they've paid or not. I got to see inside Stripe or inside Kajabi and make sure they paid. And then I got to go and admit them. So like I'm investing hours a month making sure that I'm not letting in the wrong people into my Facebook group. I would love to automate this. I was like, cool. Would you pay for it? Oh yeah. What would you pay? Dude, I'd pay at least, I'd pay a hundred bucks a month. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, ain't no way I'm touching this thing. No. <laughs> I'm doing my own thing this time. I've already solved painful problems for other people, blah, blah, blah. It's about my expression now. Well, about 24 hours later, I'm like, you know what? I should probably help this guy out. So we're about to launch a product called Group Bouncer, groupbouncer.com. And it's a Google extension that automates people in and out of your Facebook groups based on certain triggers. And when I just let go of my pride and let go of my ego and realized that I was being selfish and pretty narcissistic. And I was like, you know what? I want to be a service to this guy. And we're getting it built. I offered the developer 35% equity. They've been building it for free up front this whole time. There's zero risk. We got our first paying customer. And it's a pretty easy sell. Hey, would you like to automate people in and out of your Facebook groups based on certain triggers? They don't even need to think about that. Like, yeah, I, I want that. It's like everything about that, making it was easy, building it was easy, selling it was easy. All because some guy told me what he really wanted to buy. And I outsourced the mechanism expertise. I love it. In this example, you didn't even have to ask, but of course you listened <laughs> and then you brought the, Tried, well, brought the resources I, I together. I pretend to listen, George. But, <laughs> I, I love pretended it. to listen. I said, yeah, of course. And so I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, I love it, man. Well, Dane, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Well, if if, um, if I haven't turned anybody off and you're still listening, um, the my book is a great place to start. Um, you can, of course, pick up the Kindle and everything on Amazon. I'm also offering the book for free if you pay shipping and handling on my site. So if you go to startfromzero.com, you, you'll see a link to get the book for free and just pay shipping and handling. And of course you can also, if you like podcasts, cause you're listening to this one, you can check out the start from zero podcast. It's one of the most highly rated things that we, we have over on our site. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Dan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of start from zero. You can do that at startfromzero.com. You can pick it up on Amazon and also check out the start from zero podcast as well. Remember, just need to ask people what it is that they want to buy. I love it. Thanks again, Dane. Mm-hmm. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way 
to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.